Hey, what's up? Hello. We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Before we talk about the David Roddy situation and give a little update on the recruiting trail for CSU football, though, gotta acknowledge the homies over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Guys, the NBA playoff action is nonstop over at DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win, get $150 in free bets if they do. If you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs, with the DraftKings Same Game Parlay, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. Boom, you've got a shot at even bigger money. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg does not hit. Love the shot at redemption. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win. Get $150 in free bets if they do. That promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Cool, cool, cool. If you missed yesterday's pod, I recorded it late night after the Avs overtime win. Gotta love it. Five straight playoff wins against that team from St. Louis and that scrub, Ryan O'Reilly. He's actually really good, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the scorned, you know, X in this scenario, obviously drafted by the Avalanche. Quit on us, quit on Buffalo too. So, I mean, it's, it's in his DNA, but then to, you know, see the way he's produced for the, the Blues, it's just been very annoying. Scored in this game too. I just want to get the hell out of the second round after the last three, four years. I am, I am so scarred at this point. But uh, the reason you guys listen to this podcast is not to listen to me rant about the Avalanche. It's obviously to talk about CSU, uh, Mountain West stuff. So first things first, let's talk about David Roddy. It, it came out that Marcellus Erlington has decided to remove his name from the transfer portal and return to the University of San Diego, which is shaping up to be a very competitive team, by the way. They're looking real nice in the WCC there. But because Erlington, who is, you know, kind of a similar style as Roddy, definitely not as skilled, you know, a lot of people were, you know, hinting on Twitter, you know, speculating maybe he knows something like about Roddy returning already. But the thing is, you know, Roddy hadn't even competed yet at that point in the combine. That takes place today in these next couple of days. Speaking of which, my man, Kevin Sweeney, friend of mine over at Sports Illustrated, he, uh, he posted the rosters for some of the 5v5 scrimmage teams. Roddy will be on Team Ehrman, and some of his teammates include uh, Jared Roden of Seton Hall, Jalen Williams, really like him, of Santa Clara, Ron Harper Jr. of Rutgers, Musa Diabate of Michigan, ironic, after you know how that all worked out. I'm sure they'll get a lot of practice time uh, together. He is also going to be with Gene Montero from Overtime Elite, Michael Foster Jr., a G League Ignite invitee, Justin Lewis of Marquette, Alondis Williams of Wake Forest, uh, Darion Sebron of NC State. So nice company that he's with. You know, Ferrati, it's just going to be, it's going to be big proving that he can kind of match up, I think, with 
some of the fours, you know, how does he handle the, the size and length and athleticism of, you know, the Musa Diabate types? Obviously, the NCAA tournament wasn't his his best showing, and that's not him. I'm not worried about it. Uh, but, you know, it's, that's what they're going to be looking for. How does he handle, you know, NBA fours unless he's going to ultimately play a three? In which case, you know, if he's going to be a three, he's probably got to show that he can be a, a better ball handler. And, you know, quite honestly, I, I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to show out. And more importantly, I think he's going to really impress in the interview process. You know, he's just, he's impossible not to like if you get to know him. It, it really is. I mean, he's one of the most down-to-earth, genuine, humble athletes I've ever been around. And he also happens to be really freaking good. Like, I, I do think David Roddy is an NBA player right now. And I just... I want Ram fans to start kind of wrapping their heads around the idea of him potentially not returning. And if that happens, it it means that CSU's ceiling, at least in the preseason, is going to be lowered. You know, I think losing a player like Roddy, obviously, it's going to limit what people think you're capable of doing. That said, even if they do lose Roddy, which again, you know, if you would ask me a month ago, my gut was more him coming back, but he was kind of being projected as a mid to late second round pick. Now he's, you know, he's being projected early, early second round, late first round. Even he check had him going 28th overall to golden state, which God, that would just as a nuggets fan, I would hate that as a guy that knows David Rowdy personally and wants him to end up in a great situation. That would be absolutely perfect for him. (laughs) Just put him around a bunch of shooters and, you know, let him, use his passing abilities and, you know, score in the post, kind of be a Draymond type player. You know, obviously probably not the same defensively. Draymond Green, one of the best defenders in the entire NBA, but that would just be such a nice fit. Yeah, the other mock that I saw, which was from ESPN Plus, and I I did not write down the author's name, so I apologize. It is from ESPN, though. They had him going with the second pick of the second round to the Orlando Magic, that one might be a better situation in terms of getting more playing time early. Like, I think he would definitely make the Magic roster. Other than they do have a ton of young players. So, you know, that could get tough. Um, I don't know, man. I, it's just one of those teams that seems to perennially be a dumpster fire. So I, I wouldn't love Orlando. But I had a lot of people on Twitter reaching out saying, you know, when I shared that mock, which had him going in the second round, you know, people's initial response is, well, he would come back, right? If he's the second pick of the second round, he's got to go, guys. He's going to get guaranteed money at that point. Likely, likely on the roster, potentially, you know, on the G League, but you would get a guaranteed deal. You know, maybe they give you a two-way deal or something like that. But there's just, there's a big difference between being, you know, the 32nd pick going in the top 40 and going in that 50 to 60 range, which is, I think, where when all of this draft evaluation process started was kind of where he was being projected. And now as we've gone on, he's just gone higher and higher as people learn more about him. And again, I think he's going to show out at the combine. I think scouts are going to love him when they talk to him. It's like Trey McBride, you know, at some point he may not necessarily be the most physically imposing athlete. Like there are going to be guys that can jump through the gym. Obviously there are bigger guys, faster guys, all of that. But you just want a guy that loves their sport and, is unique and, and plays really hard. That's Trey McBride. That's David Roddy is going to be a great teammate. That's obviously David Roddy as well. And Trey was as well. And, you know, while selfishly I want to cover another run with this team completely intact, you know, I want to see 
a senior year with Isaiah and and David and, and John and, you know, James and all these guys and see how they can compete, you know, especially with some of these talented pieces that they brought in Cartier and, you know, I'm really intrigued by Josiah Johnson, you know, with Roddy coming back, I think they're a top 20 team, you know, potentially on the verge of something crazy special. If they could get the right draw, you know, who knows Nevada made what in the lead eight, a couple of years back, like anything is possible in the right scenario with the right guys. And if you can bring back this entire roster, you know, I wouldn't rule out anything. You also couldn't couldn't blame Roddy if he wanted to go because the reality is it's going to be really hard to improve upon what he did last year, at least individually. He was so freaking good, guys. He, you know, I had Harrison Wind from the Nuggets beat on the pod, and I, I really liked how he phrased it. You know, he has showed that he has mastered basketball at this level. What more can he do aside from you know, going on a really deep NCAA tournament run in which, you know, he is the star of, you know, that could potentially, you know, skyrocket him into a, a top 20 pick, which would be great. But there's just no guarantee of that. And if he can, you know, be the second pick of the second round and get in the NBA and, and you know, start developing his game at the next level and get that guaranteed money now, you just, you kind of got to do it, you know, especially when you consider the the context of NBA draft politics, which is just that the older you get, the less likely you are to be, you know, a top pick. He would be a fourth-year guy at that point. He's only 21 right now, so you're not, and a young 21 just turned 21, so you're not, like, panicking. You know, he's not one of those 23, 24-year-old prospects, but he'll be, you know, a year older next year, and that's another thing you've got to consider. That could potentially be the difference between, you know, a team taking you and, you know, taking a 19, 20-year-old just because they have more time. You know, they're just... There's so many factors that you're going to have to consider. And you know, this is just going to be really hard for David. I, I don't envy him because, you know, going to the NBA, that's a lifelong dream come true. But you know how tight he is with these coaches, you know, with his fellow teammates. You know he would love to go on another run with Isaiah. But he's also got to look out for him and his own future and his best interests because there are no guarantees in this life. When you have an opportunity to seize a moment that's going to change your life forever, sometimes you just got to go for it. And, you know, because of everything that we've talked about, no matter what David does, I'm going to be happy for him because he's just such a great dude. Selfishly, yes, I want him to come back. I want to cover another season. I want to get to have him on the pod every week. I want to be around him. He's just fun to hang out with. He's just a cool dude. But ultimately, I want what's best for him. And, you know, I've talked about this before too. While obviously it would, limit what I would view CSU's ceiling as at least going in having a guy come into your program, especially one that had offers from power five programs, get coached up, become a conference player of the year, go on, be an NBA draft pick, you know, earn a spot on the roster. That's all good for your program. I'm a big NBA fan. You know, I've been, I've been locked in. I got to watch Spencer Dinwiddie killing it for Dallas, you know, former buff and Boston traded for Derek white, another former buff, you know, been a while since, you know, we got a, a CSU guy that we got to cheer for in the league, you know? So I think it'll be, I think it'll be cool no matter what, obviously, you know, again, selfishly, would I like Roddy to come back? Yes. It's going to make my job a whole lot more fun if he did, but I, I, I would be nothing but stoked for him if he decides to go to the NBA draft. And if he does, I just, I hope it works out. I really hope it pans out for him. That guy deserves nothing but success. Like he just, could not be a better person. 
And before we move on here, I just want to reiterate one last time. Would it be disappointing as a CSU fan to see Roddy not back? Yes, of course. You know, you're you're not going to be preseason favorites to win the league at that point, especially with who San Diego State brings back and some of the talent that they've added. But you're still going to be expected to be a really good team. I mean, you still got Isaiah Stevens. You still got Jalen Lake. You still got Josiah Johnson. You know, you got Tanjay. You got some killers out there. You're going to be a good team. Potentially an NCAA tournament team. I, I would still bet on that team to make the tournament. But your hopes, you know, your expectations, you know, you probably would modify them a little bit, you know, instead of hoping, you know, I think if Roddy comes back, you know, my hope for this team next year is going to be like, make the Sweet 16, you know, maybe even beyond that. That'd be incredible because I think they're good enough to. Now, obviously, injuries and matchups and all that, you know, there's a billion things that'll have to happen. But they would be good enough to, is my, is my point. Would I think that they're a Sweet 16 team without Roddy? Probably not. They could, though. They could, though. I think they can make the tournament, and at that point, anything is possible, especially, especially when you have a veteran leader and a killer like Isaiah Stevens, who is the most underrated point guard in America. All right, we're going to move on. We are going to talk about the latest commit for CSU football and the latest signee for CSU women's basketball. Ryan Williams is having a heater of an offseason, y'all. So excited to dive into all of that. But I am also excited to talk about Breckenridge Brewery, the hometown craft beer of your Colorado avalanche. They are celebrating this historic winning season with people who have supported this community through such a challenging year by giving Avs tickets to a pair of community stars each home game during the playoffs, even the Stanley Cup Finals. We invite you to nominate a stellar community member and Avs fan who should get the chance to celebrate at a playoff game this season. Each home game, we will hook up a fan and a friend with tickets, gear to match, and of course, the drink of the season, Avalanche Ale. Breckenridge Brewery will also donate a portion of all proceeds of Avalanche Ale through the playoffs to the community fund Boulder County to uh, benefit the Marshall Fire victims. Love that as well. Visit breckbrew.com to nominate a community star and send them to an Avs playoff game. Also, go check out their new hard seltzers, the, the hard sodas, excuse me. It's, it's a seltzer, the perfect amount of sweetness. Root beer is my favorite, but Coke is, is really up there. They nailed it, guys. They absolutely nailed it. It's the perfect amount of flavor. Not like overwhelmingly sweet, like a Mike's hard but enough flavor, you know, it's not some of those seltzer waters the not even the alcoholic ones, but just like the, you know, the flavored seltzer beverages, they, they taste like a shoe. These ones, they are the best. They're so slammable. They're only a hundred calories. They got stevia instead of sugar. I love them. I love them. Go check them out. The good company, hard sodas by Breckenridge Brewery. You will love them. All right, we're going to move on and talk about the most recent CSU football commit, but I do have to give you my DraftKings pick of the week. And I am going over to the NBA prop bets section, and I'm going to the NBA draft specifically. You know, seems kind of fitting given today's topic. The first overall pick, the current betting favorite, Jabari Smith out of Auburn, minus 125, or Chet Holmgren of Gonzaga at plus 150, followed by Paolo Bencaro of Duke at plus 450, and then it jumps all the way to plus 4,000 with uh, Jaden Ivey. All of the, the recent momentum is for Jabari Smith Jr. to be the number one overall pick. Now that Orlando won the lottery, though, I, I'm tempted to throw a little money down on Chet Holmgren at plus 150. I was recently 
on the DNBA show with our NBA guys. And, you know, they talked about how Orlando, you know, they drafted Mo Bamba and Jonathan Isaac. They just, they go for those really lanky, tall guys. And that is Chet Holmgren in a nutshell. And that's why I'm, I'm going to rock with him. He makes a lot of sense. I think his upside is insane. And uh, I just think the, the betting value, you might as well go for the plus money there. So at plus 150, Chet Holmgren, the first overall pick. That's what we are rocking with my DraftKings pick of the week. All right, like I said, I'm going to move on. Talk CSU football. Uh, we do have the measurables for David Roddy, though. They've come out uh, 6'6 in shoes, but a 6'11 wingspan, which is just absurd. It explains why he's such a good shot blocker. 11% body fat, which is not bad for you know 260 pounds. Probably going to need to lose a little bit of weight there, uh, as we talked about on the DNBA show. But those are those are good measurables for David. Uh, one more thing that I just kind of want to add because I'm not sure I I quite talked about this component enough is just that ultimately I think it's going to come down to personal decision, you know, for David Roddy. I think I don't think his draft stock is going to get hurt at all by coming back. I'm just not so sure that he can improve it. I mean, maybe if CSU made a crazy uh, NCAA tournament run, obviously being in the national spotlight, I do think that could potentially, you know, make him a guaranteed first round pick, but then you always run the risk of him being too old. It's just, it's going to be really tough. It's going to be a tough decision for David, but ultimately, you know, whatever he decides, Ram fans should support him. All right, y'all. CSU football picked up a commitment most recently from Colby Richardson, a cornerback that had played at McNeese State going back to 2017, played under three different coaches, um, been been kind of wonky, you know, been a wonky process. Obviously, the pandemic, they ended up playing in the spring season, and it was all just kind of weird out there. But uh, last year, had 22 tackles, started every game but one, two interceptions, three pass breakups. Based on what I have read about him, a consistent co- contributor throughout his career, good dude. And ultimately, you're just adding depth to a, to an important position. I'm going to have to go back and, you know, watch some of the McNeese State games before I, you know, give it a breakdown of what I think. You know, I, I found a little bit on YouTube, but, you know, you really got to give it an, an honest breakdown. But, you know, depth is going to be really important at corner. They're still uh, undersized there, but they've been able to bring in a couple of guys that are experienced. That's always beneficial. I will be interested to see how the scholarship uh, total works out, at least this year. I would assume that either Richardson or Cooper, the offensive lineman that's transferring over from UTEP, is going to be a walk-on, at least for this first year, and then maybe you put him on scholarship. Cooper has three years of eligibility left after this. So that that, that would be my guess, is that Cooper is walking on. You put uh, Richardson and DeAndre Gill on scholarship this year. Uh, Rex Haynes, actually, the wide receiver that committed late from San Diego, that's what he's going to do. He's going to walk on this first year, and then they'll move him... Uh, onto scholarship after this first year. When Norvell was introduced, you know, way back in December, wide receiver and corner were the two positions that he talked about. And they're two positions that they've attacked aggressively. Obviously, they added uh, Chico Zeanusium from Cal. They added DeAndre Greeley from the College of San Francisco, or from City College of San Francisco, excuse me. Guy who had 10 interceptions. Really, really impressive ball skills. You still have Titus Jones, the Alabama A&M transfer, Manny's brother, who actually made some plays in the spring ball. He's not exactly the type of corner that, you know, Freddie Banks described, which is wanting, you know, big, tall guys, which is what they have 
you know, in a, a museum in Greeley. They're not huge, but they're a lot bigger than than Jones or, or Robert Floyd, who actually is back at CSU as well. He originally was going to transfer to a HBCU, but I think there was something with grades or credits transferring or something like that. But he's actually back at CSU and, and now on scholarship, so it all worked out. At least for now, we'll see, you know, kind of long-term what happens there. But, you know, I, I, I'm just worried about the depth of the defense in general. So at this point, you know, any addition that they can bring in is huge. I thought getting DeAndre Gill was big, but I just think that you need bodies, you know. You know how, many, how many years have CSU lost one corner and then they're just absolutely screwed, you know, just getting torched? I think you probably have your number one and number two corners in, you know, Greeley and and Anusium. But, you know, I think adding another guy that you can trust is just big. You know, they're going to go, obviously, with the 4-2-5. You need a lot of of capable members of that secondary. They have a ton of depth at safety, but corner, I think, was still a little thin. So nice addition to the program. I cannot wait for fall camp to be here. Uh, Like I said, I've been working on some long-form stuff. I'm actually doing the Green and Gold Report magazine this year, which you'll be able to find around town this fall. Really excited for that opportunity. It was done by Mike Brohard. Excuse me, got tongue-tied. It was done by him for a long time. Colin Bernard did it. Eddie Hers did it. Now it's me. If you're a DNVR member, don't worry. Everything that will be published in the Green and Gold Report will also be published online over at DNVR. Always looking out for my DNVR Rams community. Because, you know, let's face it, you guys are the people that are always there for me on a day-to-day basis. And I can uh, I can just never thank you guys enough, to be honest. Like, the fact that I do this for a living is is crazy. And I'm just, I'm so I'm so thankful for all of you. The fact that you guys listen to me is, is wild. It really is. Uh, we're going to have fun this offseason. I'm going to dive into some historical stuff. We will have some fun guests. It's, it's going to be good. I'm really looking forward to it. And then obviously... As we get closer to football season, we're just really going to ramp everything up. And, you know, I'm, I'm this fall, I'm just, I'm going to try and do more than I've ever done. You know, I think the interest is there. The, the excitement is there. Not that I've you know, been slacking in years past or anything like that, but, you know, I'm, I'm rejuvenated as much as the fan base is. You know, I'm not going to lie. It's, it was hard this past season, you know, especially late in the year when you're doing content every day and, you know, you're basically trying to polish a turd and you know it was just a horrible situation and obviously i you know i think it's pretty clear how i feel about steve adazio i'm not gonna go down that route again but i don't uh, i don't respect how he treated people so you know it just it made it not very fun to cover the team and the norvell era so far has just been such a breath of, of fresh air top to bottom you know jay has been great Getting to know his family a little bit has been great, but the assistants have been really cool too. And it's just, it really is night and day. All right, that's all we have for today's episode. We will be back with more content throughout the week. Stay cool out there. Much love. Go Avs. Peace. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be.